<laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I must be a ginormous glutton for punishment to be doing this right now. I have to tell you what. This is uh, 31 Days of Halloween, horror movie number 18. We're going with Ghoulies 2 because after I posted my review of the first Ghoulies, everybody was just ranting and raving about Ghoulies 2 and how it's the best one. And so I decided that I was going to give it a spin because we got to be completionists, right? <clears throat> so... I think right off the bat, the, the one thing that I could say more than anything else is that Ghoulies 2 is trying to really, really hard to be a Gremlins film. I don't know. I think the first Gremlins came out in 84 and Ghoulies followed it up shortly afterwards. So who knows how much influence Gremlins had on the first Ghoulies. It's very possible that it did. But, you know, because sometimes I see that Ghoulies came out in 85 and then other times I see it came out in 84. I don't know. Um, and I didn't really care enough to really do the research because obviously, either way, Ghoulies is going to feel like a Gremlins ripoff. But Ghoulies 2 really, really, really feels like a Gremlins ripoff film. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so the first thing we have to do, we have to start off here. You know, you have this old man, he's an, he's an uncle and he's got his nephew, he's driving in a truck with his nephew and they work for a carnival and they have a... They have an attraction, I think it's called the Devil's Den. It's the Den. They call it the Den for short. And it's the guy from the beginning, I think, of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You know, with Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear. You know, like he he stumbles upon the tent and gets killed by the <clears throat> Killer Clowns. <coughs> Sorry, my throat is very dry right now. That's better. That's better. Okay. Nice and lubricated. So, what happens? What happens? Um, concurrently, while they're driving, there's a man, and there's no explanation of who this old man is. He's just a dude carrying a sack full of ghoulies. And we know that they're ghoulies because they're inside, you know what I mean? And uh, he goes to, like, uh, a, a he goes to a gas station, like a mechanic gas station spot, and dumps all the ghoulies into, like, a solution that dissolves stuff, like some sort of, like, acid in a barrel that's just like open and out, but it's in a mechanic stand of all places. And he gets pulled in by the ghoulies and, you know, dissolves in the process. And then the truck breaks down. So the devil's den truck breaks down and the nephew, I forget his name, Gary, I think, Larry, Larry, his name is Larry. He comes in and he's looking for help and the ghoulies, they sneak on to the, the, the truck. And there's no explanation at all for any of this. Like, Nothing, no continuity with the first film at all, except that the ghoulies are satanic in nature and can be summoned up from the ground, I guess. Uh, the puppets are a bit more detailed. Looks like they threw a couple more extra bucks at these puppets, but not that much. And again, you know, they kind of make fun of what I was saying in the first movie. It's like they constantly confusing these ghoulies sometimes they're rats sometimes they're monkeys sometimes they're cats they don't know what these ghoulies are to me it just again it looks like a bunch of cats that like have rabies and just having a really bad day um but it was nice to see them spring for some stop motion effects 
on some blue screen. And it looks it look it looks great and it holds up for 1987. This came out in 87. And then you have the actor uh who plays Sir Nigel. His real name is Phil Fundarico. Fun Fundacaro Fundarico. He's been in a ton of stuff, like a ton of stuff. He's he's actually he's in the Black Cauldron. He's in Return of the Jedi. Uh, he is a a gentleman of short stature, and he his full name is Sir Nigel Pennyweight in Ghoulies Two, and he also plays Greaser Greg in the Garbage Pail Kids movie. He also he's in Willow, of course, and. He also plays um, one of the hooded dwarfs in Phantasm Two. He's cousin It in Adam's Family Reunion. He's in so much stuff. He's in Bordello of Blood. He he's a con man in Land of the Dead. I mean, he just you, you see him in in a ton of ton of stuff. So he's playing Sir Nigel Pennyweight. He's really fun, funny, fun, funny. Um, what else? What else happens? And he talks, he's a thespian who speaks the great, in a great sort of thespian kind of way, that, that kind of speaking. Sorry, I'm really burnt right now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm recording this so late, but I am. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the theme of having a person of small stature continues on in this film. And then I, I, here's what I'm wondering where on earth was Nigel? Where is Nigel when they are driving the truck? Is he just like meant to be stuffed away with everything else? Which I thought was rather demeaning for his small stature. I don't know if that was what was going on. But then you have like, so we see that they're a part of a larger carnival, right? And there are all these different attractions. So you have this old white man dressed like a swami for for a, a, an attraction called Aladdin's Harem. And he talks about, you know, he has these belly dancers that he refers to as reptiles, right? And all of them are are talking about reptiles. And every time he taps his cane, the, the, the girls, they're belly dancing and they're supposed to be, de- the dancing reptiles are like a metaphor for women or something. I don't know. Really weird. So then a bunch of bad boys go into the den where the ghoulies now reside. They reside in the den. And there's a problem too. They have to earn enough money. Whoever doesn't, whoever, whosever attraction doesn't earn enough money for the the um, uh, carnival ha- uh, gets cut. There's like this accountant guy. He's young and he wears a three piece suit and he's like, "Look, if you don't earn enough money, you are out." And so the den is in a lot of trouble. And so they have people in there and they're these kids they are like dressed in like, you know, they're bad boys and they have like uh, beatboxes that they call their tunes. And there's a dude who wears a short button down t-shirt and he's wearing a leather tassel vest and just so nonchalantly. And of course he gets murdered and it's great. Um, the kid with the backwards hat is also in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. He plays one of the basketball players who gets turned into a vampire and I thought it was genius that these kids figured out they're going to, hey, let's have a party in a haunted attraction, right? And then one ghoulie whose specialty it is to vomit green goo throws up on a kid 
And his immediate reaction to what he thinks is a rat, sorry, it was it, these were the little kids. There's some little kids that come in. That's actually how everything gets super popular. But, um, you know, it Ralph's on this kid, and the kid's immediate reaction to what he thinks is like this overgrown rat is to pull out a ninja star and throw it at the ghoulie. He keeps this ninja star on him at all times. He throws it at the ghoulie, and the ghoulie eats it. Um, and then later on, the, the the bad boys, this is going concurrent with everything else. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Um, he gets his boombox broken. He's like, he broke my tunes. And then t- the tussle guy, tassel guy with the leather tassels, he's also somebody who goes, yo, they broke your tunes. So that's kind of funny. Uh, the green goo that that gets thrown up on people has adhesive properties. Um, the the tussle man uh, eventually gets pit and pendulumed. You know, he just gets cut in half. And then you have this accountant guy who, like I said, he's on everybody's ass to like earn money for the for the carnival because he's like you know the carnival's owned by a corporation owned by his father and that he's instructed. He can't tell whether he's like a good guy or a bad guy. But he's just such a loser, and he has nothing better to do than ride all these all these people with their attractions. Like, you know, I, I bet his dad assigned him this carnival to get him out of his hair. He's so worried about the haunted house. Like, like who cares, man? Like, honestly, who cares? He's like, I need to see the receipts. That's an unusual amount of money that you've pulled in. You just told the guy that they have to get enough money in order to keep, you know, earn their keep and stay in the carnival. And now when they produce... And they produce because that little kid who gets the green goo on him, he tells everybody word of mouth about, you know, the, the crazy attraction in the devil's den. And so everybody starts going in and they're making good money, you know? Um, so that's kind of funny. And all the people that go inside, they're, they're chanting for the rats, 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 rats. Meanwhile, um, the uncle, he's walking around, the lights are turned off and he's using a light bulb as a lantern. I thought that was interesting. And then he, he dies. Everybody's super bummed that Ned is dead because he's Uncle Ned. And then 57 minutes into this movie, there's a clown for no reason at all, followed up by a bearded lady. We've never seen these characters before, and then suddenly we have these characters, and nothing ever happens with the clown at all. Um, Nigel finally sees the the ghoulies, but when he tells you know Larry and the girl about it, he goes, I'm scared of things. Living things like demons, like, you know, he's got to clarify, he's scared of things. They're living things like demons. Um, Larry gets attacked by the ghoulies before the final, like, showdown. And in order, as they're, like, munching on Larry, I'm assuming Larry's the kid. I think his name is Larry. He voluntarily electrocutes himself to get rid of the ghoulies, which I thought was a very smart tactic. Then he runs out and he basically rallies a militia of all the other, like, carnies. I guess they're carnies. He gets the strong man. He gets swami man with, you know, and they're all, like, like, like strong man. He has, like, a lead pipe. He goes to the shooting range guy and goes, Larry does, and he goes, I, I, hey, man, I need your help. And the guy just hands him a friggin' revolver. Like, no questions asked. Here, here's a revolver. Go take care of your business. So they go to do that, right? Um, and then at the same time, the de- during the devil den is doing really good business. And the accountant has a new handler selling tickets as Nigel protests and pleads for him to stop because people could get hurt because of the ghoulies inside. 
So the the they attack the 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 militia storms the devil den and then at 20 minutes 20 minutes left in the thing oh well first hold on so the they go inside and they just they they take on the ghoulies and it's literally four little puppet ghoulies and you have the strong man he's like beating the ghoulies with a lead pipe and they're trying to shoot him and even the accountant like teams up with them so he's not such a bad guy at least at this point and he's brandishing a shotgun and he wants he's willing to pay a thousand dollars to anybody who could bring him a ghoulie alive and he's like what are you crazy Larry's like what are you crazy like punches him in the face and whatnot then there's 20 minutes left and we're forced to watch this whole setup it for such a bad punchline we see this whole thing with like you know like one of those punching like how hard can you punch the the punching bag kind of kind of dealies and um, well, one of the ghoulies falls into a, an oversized mitt and then punches the guy in the back of the head. It's such a long, drawn-out joke that has just no value and no purpose, and just we really didn't need it. It was this movie was ninety minutes long. It could have been like eighty-five or eighty. Um, and then you know another ghoulie. There's like a spinny merry-go-round type ride. The, the ghoulie unhooks one of the cars. And the car goes flying out of control. This is what causes everybody to leave the carnival. Everybody like freaks out. The, the car goes flying out of control. It crashes. But when it crashes, it explodes for no reason at all. It just explodes. Uh, of course, the ghoulies stay on brand with a toilet scene after that huge disaster. The accountant, he's like, oh, man, I like, what have I done? Because he's like in denial. He's like. He's like trying to convince himself that he's not responsible for any of this. So he goes and locks himself in the bathroom and talks to himself in the mirror. And is like, you didn't do anything wrong. You are not responsible. Everything's okay. And then immediately decides that I need to take a post-denial shit. So he undoes his pants as, of course, there's a ghoulie waiting in the toilet. But like, that's what he does. He stands in the mirror, talks about how he's not in denial. And then he's like, oh, man, I really need to take a dump. <laughs> Like, that's what you do when you're, like, post-denial, like, pep talk. Like, I'm going to take a dump. That's what he does. And, of course, the the ghoulie bites him in the ass. That's the last time we see the accountant. Eventually, they summon a large ghoulie to eat the rest. And he has trouble walking. And he has, like, a mermaid tail. And he, he munches down. He eats all the other ghoulies. And then he sees Sir Nigel. And he goes after him. And he's got big pepperoni nipples. This, this big-ass ghoulie. And, and and he's waddling with his mermaid tail and they chase after Nigel and he, they, they all like, they hide in like the trailer, Larry, the girl and Nigel. And then what they do is Nigel wears this costume when he's scaring kids in the, in the, in the devil den. Cause that's what he is. He's a thespian and of the stage. And he like wears like a glorified, you know, creature in a, in a haunted attraction type situation. So he has this weird jumpsuit outfit. So they decide to make a malt of cocktail stuff old clothes into the costume with the lit Molotov cocktail and leave it outside for this overgrown ghoulie that is ravenous for Nigel. And of course, the ghoulie is too stupid to realize that this burning clothing-stuffed suit is not a person and eats it. And of course, he eats it and it causes an explosion, right? Um, and every, and, and of course, Larry, as he presents this, uh, this delicious delicacy, um, with a malt of cocktail flavored center, he says, bon appetit, motherfucker. And we just get this huge explosion. Everybody's happy. They, they, they drive off together, Larry and the girl. 
Um, Sir Nigel, he stays with the carnival, and we, we close with hearing the classic ghoulie, Toilet Ghoulie. He survives, and he's laughing. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. What a batshit piece of insane filmmaking. I see why it's a cult classic. It's a cult classic because the carnival setting, the ghoulies, yada, yada, yada. Do I dare watch Ghoulies 4? I've seen Ghoulie 3 once. I don't think I can watch it again. Do I dare watch Ghoulies 4? I don't know. Let me know. Leave, leave a message in the comments. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. And we'll see you tomorrow night with another movie for 31 Days of Halloween. Thank you.